Welcome to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. This is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, where we encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers. That's to prioritize your physical presence, be engaged emotionally, and lead spiritually by example. We're wrapping up this uh, series where we've talked about uh, uh, encouraging and affirming and uh, writing a tribute to your mother, to uh, the teacher season of fathering, the coach season of fathering, and in this uh, session we're going to talk about the counselor season of fathering the that uh, 20 plus uh, age kid that uh, either is going off to college going off to a workforce that's uh, uh, going off in the military whatever the case may be but we're going to be talking about that transition as we uh, uh, wrap up this uh, this podcast series and in the studio with me is John Cantu pastor of uh, Numa Church blessing to have you here John thank you thank you it's been a great conversation and I know that uh, you're not in the counselor season yet no. you've got a few years to go yes. but I, I'm here to tell you as one in the counselor season uh, uh, arguably it's the toughest season and the main reason is it gets here a heck of a lot faster mm. than you expect it to yeah <laughs> so it seems like just yesterday my kids were three and seven oh, uh, so uh, it goes by quickly yeah. so our message to young dads is always to slow down mm-hmm. uh, enjoy life enjoy every moment uh, make every moment you can yeah. so uh, but in this season there's a lot of transitions you typically know that uh, you're you're in the counselor season when your son comes in and tells you what he's going to do mm. uh, a dear friend of mine had his his son said uh, says uh, dad I'm, I'm going to uh, move in with my girlfriend and uh, the dad was a a pastor of a church and uh, did not he laid out all the reasons why this wasn't a good idea that the statistics mm-hmm. don't prove that this uh, isn't a tryout for marriage and all this stuff and then about mid-sentence he realized that his son wasn't asking permission mm-hmm. he was just telling him what he was going to do yeah so he had to decide is he going to love his son unconditionally yeah or is he going to draw a line in the sand and uh, and have a problem with yeah. the relationship so uh tell a little bit about uh, your relationship with your dad and how when you realized that uh, uh that you were now a man and you were uh, making a move in that direction uh i think the moment was when i was uh when i left for college mm-hmm. um that that was that was it um you know, my my mom would call me every single day, every single day, and I realized that my my dad wouldn't call me that that often. Um, and then my my mom asks him on the phone. Um, I remember having this conversation. I was I was at I was in college. I was it was somewhere uh, by Dallas, uh, Waxahachie, and uh, so my mom is, is is talking to me on the phone, and and I tell her, I I told, I told mom you just we just talked like this morning you know like you talk you call me every day and then and then um and then i i hear my dad in the background saying he's he's a man you know let him let him go uh and so i think that was kind of the the moment where i realized like that's i think that's what my dad is doing he's he's letting go you know it's not obviously it's not that he doesn't love me as much as my mom does um but he's he's giving me you know, he's giving me a chance to, I guess, spread my wings, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was the moment when I when I was no longer, you know, under his roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the, the words that we use. You know, the availability is the word. But uh, we all say in the counselor season, you know, we're, we're in the coach season. You're empowering kids to own their faith and make good choices amid conflicting influences. Now we're in, we're actually encouraging faith-related encouragement mm-hmm. to grown children and letting go in love. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that letting go is one of the toughest things uh, you have to do as a yeah. parent. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Uh, anything in particular to jump out at you when you really realize that they had let go of you? Um, I, I mean, I, I felt I felt a lot more freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt and 
obviously, uh, it felt good. You know, it felt good being free. Um, I wasn't truly as free as I would think that I was. You know, I, after college, I came back home for a little while. Um, and then the, the real big moment was when I moved out because I got married. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now it was real. Now it was, I, I have a mortgage. Uh, I got I, I, my dad's not gonna help me pay this. I gotta pay this. Things are falling apart around the house. You know, I, I gotta find a way to take care of it. That was the real eye opener for me mm-hmm. um, when, when I got married because I, I truly was, now I'm, now it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm, it's me and my wife. You know, mm-hmm. I, I left my father's house to be joined to my to my wife and so that was that was really the moment for me that mm-hmm. I was like okay this is uh <laughs> this is real now yeah that uh, that's what uh, the tough things in the council of season is you read that passage from Genesis 224 mm-hmm. that you know you a man and will leave his mother and father unite with his wife and they'll mm-hmm. become one flesh yeah. and to read that early on is one thing to read that with the counselor lens mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah. realize that does mean we have to let go we have yeah. to get out of their way and uh, and watch kids make uh, you know they're going to make mistakes they're going to make bad decisions uh, but uh, at the end of the day uh, counselor season is na- named that because the phone has to ring you have mm-hmm. to call and ask for help mm-hmm. ask for advice yes and uh, were there some times where you say hey dad can you give me some advice all the time i mean from, from day one <laughs> yeah from day one uh, i i didn't you know i didn't even know how to uh, go about paying my my mortgage um I, I, we we got we we got a house that was it was an owner finance deal and so you know th- it wasn't like something I can just go online and pay. Um, this was actual an actual check that we deposit into a bank account and all that stuff. And I'm like I, I don't I don't I don't deal with checks and stuff like that. And so I, I called him and like, what do I do? How do I how do I make my mortgage payment? I mean the, the silliest things like that. Sure, you know, sure. um, of course things breaking around the house. Uh, my dad was always great with you know with with his hands. Um, so I'd, I'd call him and like, how can you can you help me out here? And uh, yeah, he would always just he'd always provide guidance. You know, and then mm-hmm. when I really needed it, you know, he'd be there and he'd like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna come and I'm gonna I'm gonna help you do Good. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> plenty of plenty of moments. <laughs> well, there's always that. Uh, uh, I liked uh, Billy Graham's uh, youngest son. You know, when they give uh, his eulogy, uh, mm-hmm. I think they uh, uh, he they got to him, and, and there wasn't much time left, so he just said, "Dad was fat," and, <laughs> and he said, well, "Fat stood for being faithful, okay. available, and teachable." Yeah, and wow. I thought those that, that's a good legacy <laughs> for him. You can imagine how much Billy Graham was gone, yeah. but he impressed his youngest son with the fact that yeah. he was faithful, he was available, and he was always teachable right. to, uh, to do what uh, needed to be done. So mm-hmm. that, that availability piece is a huge issue. So it yes. sounds like your dad is available, and yeah. your mom is too. She's Absolutely. your number one fan all the way she around. She is, right? yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, when, it, when it comes to uh, uh, you know, a valley in life and what have you, I have a, a friend that always kept a uh, uh, room open in his house and mm-hmm. uh, if a child uh, suffered a, a body blow you know whether it be addiction uh, whether it be uh, a divorce or, or a job loss you know these types of things then the room was open you mm-hmm. know it, it wasn't an enabling room it was a recovery room mm-hmm. and uh, I always draw the analogy to uh, 
to the Apollo space program. You know that uh, you know we had all kinds of time invested, engineering behind it, uh, training, uh, you know, all types of things, and you launch that rocket, and uh, it's mm -hmm. it's now out of your hands, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, of course, you remember the Apollo 13 was the infamous words that this mission to the moon, you know, Houston, we have a problem. Right. And uh, so the now the mission to the moon was a, a mission of survival, was uh, is, it made it a, a challenge to uh, realize that you know it was all hands on deck to mm -hmm. to provide a, to for a safe landing in the right. South Pacific, which they definitely pulled off. But uh, at the end of the day, they they it wasn't the mission they expected, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think that's uh, that's analogous to parenting. Sure. It isn't always the mission. The kids don't always fall in love with the gifts that we mm -hmm. want them to fall mm -hmm. in love. They fall in love with with uh, something else they want to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, or they fall in love with a person that we need to learn to love mm -hmm. not necessarily the uh, the person yeah. we would have picked for the for the child so uh, i just have you ever th thought about uh, how uh how, how that went with your your parents or your siblings in in relationship with your parents as uh, as they've matured in life are there any uh any challenges where the 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 family is all hands on deck saying hey we're going to love you through this situation um yeah, I mean, for me, it was my, my, my parents are always they're always there for um, for anything that I that, that I want to do. You know, I, I got I got married a little probably sooner than they would have wanted me to get married. Um, I mean, in my defense, I, I had been with my, my then girlfriend for probably like seven years. So we were ready to get married. Um, I, I got engaged at, at about 22. Um, I remember having a conversation with my parents and, you know, they loved, they loved her. They loved my wife. Um, but of course, you know, I'm still, still their son, their, mm -hmm. their baby. The, um, they're like, are, are you, are you sure you're, you're ready? You know, like, um, you're kind of young. Um, and at that point, I think that they were already kind of in that letting, letting go phase, you mm -hmm. know, like, mm -hmm. like, like you mentioned, um, it wasn't, it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to tell you what to do. It's I'm going to I'm going to guide you. I'm going to give you my thoughts on this. But ultimately, it's your decision. And so, you know, we talked about it and um, I told him, look, I'm 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 ready to get married. You know, mm -hmm. uh, we're ready to get married. Um, their, their biggest concern was how are you going to do it financially? You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I I just I told him yeah, I don't even I don't remember what I told him at the time. But basically, I told him we're, we're going to we'll figure it out. We, mm -hmm. we can do it. Um, and so I, I had their blessing, and um, they supported. They supported me. They supported the wedding. They helped with the wedding. They officiated the wedding, and um, they gave me their blessing. So, Fantastic. yeah. That's so that was that was one of those moments. How, were you guys always on the same page, education-wise? How you were going to proceed uh, in college, or what your next step education was going to be? So, um, with college, I, I, I did kind of go back and forth. Um, originally, I was I was going to go to to Berkeley, Berkeley College of Music in, in Boston. Um, got accepted and everything. Um, wish I would have gotten offered a scholarship um, because it was very expensive. Mm -hmm. um, but my, my parents were excited for me to do, to do that. And then I I had a change of mind. Um, I said, you know what? Instead of doing this, let's let's put some money um, into um, you know doing a. a in 2008, I, I did a I released my first like record, my mm -hmm, first album, mm -hmm. and it was it cost quite a bit of money, you know, um, but that was kind of my decision. Like, okay, let, let's let's actually try to do it, um, the music thing here instead of going to school for it, and that was kind of a big, you mm -hmm. know, kind of reverse sure, <laughs> reversal sure. for them. Um, but you know, obviously, they we talked about it, 
and they said, okay, if we're going to do this, let's do it. So, I mean, they, I've always felt their, I've always felt their support. Um, you know, and it never came without guidance, which I very much appreciated because I always needed the guidance. Um, but yeah, they were, they were there, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I think they entrusted me with, with wisdom that ultimately they helped, you know, right. form sure. uh, in my life. Uh, so yeah, I, I never really, there was never really a moment of, of really big contention, Fantastic. Um, which I'm, I'm grateful for. Yeah. Cause that, you know, the, the mantra, everybody needs to go to college or the mantra that, you know, they have to follow this route is, uh, you know, it has to be, it has to be calibrated to the individual, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, they, for, for a lot of dads out there, you know, they're, they're debating whether they go the Votech route or mm-hmm. they go the college route or right. the military route. Right. right? And, yeah. But the important thing is, like I say, is be in tune, be available to discuss it and mm-hmm. uh, be engaged with your child and know your gifts yeah. and what you might yeah. want to do. Yeah. And then I, I you know, obviously I, I did end up going to college. I got my bachelor's degree. And then after that, I wanted my, my master's degree um, and I wanted it in theology. And, um, you know, obviously my dad's a pastor. He loves he loves the word. He loves theology. But we did have the discussion like, what are you going to do with what are you going to do with that? You know, um, because I wasn't I wasn't ready to be a pastor yet. So it was really just for for just educational purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I mean, he tells me, like, you're not you can't really get a job as a theologian, you know, anywhere. Um, <laughs> and he asked me my reasons. He's like, why do you want to why do you want to get this degree? Um, and I told him and I mean, we just had a good conversation. And at the end of it, he was like, OK, well, if you want to do it, you know, do it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, always, always had his guidance. I mean, even to this day, you know. Um, but yeah, he, he's, he's obviously a lot more hands off. Yeah. <laughs> well, that uh, in this uh, council season, that relationship, father and son. How about with your, with your sisters? Is it a similar deal? Are they also college bound and that type of thing? Or how- yeah, all, all of my, all of my, both of my sisters um, have their degrees. Um, my older sister. She's, she's got her master's degree and um my youngest sister she's got a bachelor's degree she's got a pretty good job right now so yeah i mean they've they've always been um pretty supportive mm-hmm. um pretty supportive um and uh you know it, it's it's funny like i i remember my dad when he was a pastor i would always go and sit in his office and uh you know he'd he'd be on the end of the desk and i'd be uh, on the end uh, on the other side and and we, he'd just be pouring in wisdom, you know, mm-hmm. to me. And I would come with my with my issues and stuff that I'm going with. You know, this is this is my 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 family issues, my financial issue, ministry issue, whatever it is. Um, and he would always I, I have that memory of him always just kind of pouring into me. And now it's reversed. I'm I'm in his chair now, right, as as the pastor. But he still comes in and he takes the spot that I was in. Um, but he still he still has the same role, you know. He's he, sure. now now yeah. I've got different problems that I'm that I'm dealing with, but he's always there to you know to to give me that counsel that mm-hmm. I that I needed. Sure, sure. That's a, what a blessing that is to have that kind of relationship mm-hmm. all the way around. I know the the uh, the challenge a lot of times in that role is that the relationship isn't that strong with them, that trust, that kind of uh, that kind of uh, reliance on each other. Mm-hmm. So that's that's wonderful. Uh, as uh, as you as we wrap up this segment here, uh, is there uh, anything else that you would encourage uh, either either to young men in relationship with their dad, or uh, or to dads out there uh, that are, are trying to connect with their sons? Anything that you would uh, encourage them uh, in this counselor season to uh, to uh, take action with? Yeah, um, 
you know, I, I know everybody has a different dynamic with with uh, with their parents. My, me and my dad, you know, we're we're very, uh, you know, we're very to ourselves. You know, um, the we're not very great with small talk either of us. You know, mm-hmm. we don't do the small talk stuff. We do very good deep conversations, um, but sometimes that that kind of uh, there was a time like in my teens really where. Um, I just thought it was so awkward for me to, to, to open up to my dad just because that wasn't really our, our dynamic. That wasn't really our relationship. Now it's, it's a lot easier to just, I mean, we, as soon as we're together, we're talking, we're, we're, we're deep diving into mm-hmm. a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. And I, I think that kind of goes back to the, the word of before, you know, just being intentional about it. Um, and sometimes it, it might be on, on your part as the son, or it might be on your part as, as the father. I think don't wait for the other, you know, just open up that dialogue and, um, you know, ask, is there, are you okay? You know, is there anything that you, is there anything that you need? Is there anything that you're dealing with? Um, and I, I think just that'll get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. I think that'll get the ball rolling. And I also think, um, there, there's a lot of people out there, you know, who don't have, they don't have a dad, they don't have a, a good spiritual father and there's, but there's so much spiritual wisdom among so many men. Um, that they could still pour that into uh, to people mm-hmm. and i think our world more than ever we need it you know we've got this attack on 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 manhood in mm-hmm. our society mm-hmm. um this this mass identity crisis and i think man we just need good men men of god to begin you know sharing sharing wisdom sharing their heart sharing their feelings again and and not be a, not be ashamed of that um, mm-hmm. because you know there there is truth and and truth needs to be spoken about so that's what I would say to to that's men a, and yeah. in general that's a great tip uh, particularly as we uh, wrap up and and you're we're going to be moving into what I call Father's Day month mm-hmm. and uh, so you you've got the opportunity as as your more senior men in your church mm-hmm. you know and, and young men I would encourage a young man to if your dad is not available or you don't have a good relationship with your dad find a gentleman in the church just ask him out for a cup of coffee yeah and and I also encourage the uh, guys in my generation reach out to the young men and yeah. ask them to, let's go have a cup of coffee and talk about this yes. uh, things and just you never know when the Lord's going to open the door for a relationship with a spiritual father yes. that can uh, not not replace your father but right. but to compliment your father sure. and what he may want to say to you in any sure. given time yes. so that's a great tip well there you have it dads John shared some great insight in his relationship with his dad and uh, what a blessing it is to have a solid relationship like that and a dad available uh, as a reminder in our seasons of fathering, the, the word for teacher season is intentionality. The word for coach season is engagement. And the word for the counselor season is availability. So as we, as we uh, are intentional and engaged, the availability is a natural. And uh, so I also charge you to, to reach out to men in the church over Father's Day uh, month to uh, build a relationship with a, a gentleman in the generation of your dad or if you're my generation, reach out to a younger man and, uh, and initiate a relationship that way. But I pray that you've gotten some value out of this time to, with, with John and I, and we uh, just lift it up to you that uh, you would uh, engage uh, as uh, we go into the, faith, into the Father's Day month, engage with your dad and engage with those uh, around you. And uh, that's the dad you called to be, and that's the dad the next generation needs. John, thank you very much for your time. Blessed thank to you. have your insight here. Thank Appreciate you so much. You. Thank you for the invitation, the conversation. Thank you for everything that you're doing. I think this is a huge, uh, huge blessing to, to many men. Um, so thank you again. Right. Glad to be a part of the conversation. God bless. Godspeed.